Amen. That beautiful. We want to pray that Lord, we give you our heart again tonight. And whether we are able to do that with joy or do that with reluctance or fear or anxiety, Lord, we give you our hearts by faith tonight because we know again that you truly are the center of the world. And your great love never ends and never fades. And we pray as we share our hearts the rest of the evening that your grace would draw us, draw us to your face, we pray in your precious name. Amen. Well, hey, let me say again, Merry Christmas from Laura and I and our family. It's just such a delight uh, to be together. And you guys, it's such a a normal part of our lives to talk about the Christmas story this time of year. But I want to go back a little bit to our own uh, time of raising our kids. And we had traditions and stories that we would share. And one of the stories uh, was a series of stories that we created around Ralph the Superhero Dog. You guys know Ralph, right? Ralph was always a part of the Seibert family. He was a um, he was a brown Labrador retriever, and everybody knew Ralph in the neighborhood. And one day we took Ralph to the beach with us, and there were a bunch of kids playing in the water. And one of the parents was really anxious. Not us. We knew where our kids were, but they didn't know where their little kid was. And they were running up and down the beach saying, where's my son? Where's my son? And all of a sudden we see Ralph take off. And Ralph saw a little one trying to struggle in the surf. Ralph dives into the surf, grabs him by his swim trunks, pulls him in, and pulls right to the shore. And everybody comes running and celebrating because Ralph, the hero dog, has saved the day again. And everybody rejoiced so much that somebody called the news people and they came out with cameras and they wanted to interview Ralph the dog. But because Ralph couldn't talk, he would just, that was the way he would talk about answers to the questions. The cyber kids would answer the questions for Ralph the dog. And basically what they would always be set up to do was share the gospel. So in our story, the cyber kids always boldly shared, just like Ralph went and rescued the little boy from the surf. So Jesus came to earth to rescue us and he is Lord. And whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. And we all stand up, we clap for the cyber children sharing the gospel everywhere they go. There we go, Ralph the super dog. And we would also have not just only stories in our family, but we also had songs that we sang. And tonight we've already sung the songs that we sing, and I'm about to share the story of our family history shared around the world, the story of Jesus in Luke chapter two. But before I do, I wanted to share one other little thing that we would do is we would uh, put our kids in bed. We would sing a little song to them. Laura had a song and I had a song and I thought my song was pretty good, but Laura's song has lived on. Our daughters who now have uh, their own kids of their own, they sing the same song that mama sang to them. And I thought it'd be great for you to hear that little song tonight. Before they would go to bed, Laura would sing this little song. Jesus died on the cross for you. He loves you. He loves you. God has a special plan for your life. You're special. You're special. Mommy loves you very much. I love you. I love you. Good night. Isn't that awesome? Our little, ki- our little grandkids, when we take care of them, if we're putting them down at night, they said, the song, you got to sing mommy's song. And Lord says, that is my song, by the way, passed to your mother and on through the generations. Well, again, as, as we um, turn our Bibles, just, if you have a Bible, or you'll, the, the scripture will be on the screen. I want to read our family story. Luke 2, often called the Christmas story of the birth of Jesus and the celebration of the angels and the wise men. 
Luke 2. Now in those days, a decree went forth from Caesar Augustus that a census should be taken of the, all the inhabited earth. This was the first census taken while Quirinius was governor of Syria. And everyone was on his way to register for the census, each to his own city. Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the city of Nazareth to, to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house of the family of David, in order to register along with Mary, who he was engaged to, who, and she was with child. And while they were there, the days were completed for her to give birth, and she gave birth to her firstborn son. She wrapped him in clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for him in the inn. In the same region, there were some shepherds staying out in the fields and keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord suddenly stood before them and the glory of the Lord shone around them and they were terribly frightened. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid for behold, I bring you good news of great joy, which will be for all the people. For today in the city of David, there's been born for you a savior who is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You'll find a baby wrapped in clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there appeared with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among men with whom he is pleased. Hopefully a very familiar story. But I love that not only do we have that beautiful moment. Jesus is born and he's born in a stable instead of in a comfortable place, showing again that he's come to humble himself, to become a man, to relate to each one of us wherever we are in our own lives. But then God speaks to the shepherds. And often people ask, why did he speak to the shepherds? Well, just a little bit about shepherds in that day. These would be kind of like blue collar workers. They were just common people. And actually even a little less than that, they were regarded as kind of those other guys outside of town. Because often they would of course sleep within and among the sheep. And when they would come in the town, they really stunk. And so people kept a little distance from them. And they were not of the highest class. They were thought of just as commoners. And so many times we feel the same way that those shepherds feel. Hey, I may not be the greatest. I don't have a prominent place in society. I may not be uh, what everyone uh, uh, thinks of as great or not. But whether someone thinks you're great or not, Jesus spoke to shepherds, letting us all know that he will speak to you. Actually, the more humble you feel tonight, the more of a candidate you are to hear from Jesus. Whether you find yourself in a place of high influence or whether you find your place struggling without a job today, if you will humble yourself to Jesus, he will speak because we are created by him and for him and he loves to speak to any heart that is humble. So he speaks to these shepherds in a very dramatic way. But one of the other reasons that God spoke to shepherds is that Jesus would eventually, we would see he calls himself the great shepherd and we would be called sheep. And for those that are familiar with sheep, these are not the smartest animals on the earth, by the way. They are obstinate, they are stubborn. They're always anxious about where their next meal is gonna come from, even though the shepherd has made sure that they've eaten every day of their lives. 
They can't outrun their enemies without someone to defend them. They are vulnerable to whoever and whatever comes their way. Even their wool can get so thick, they can literally die from the weight of it unless somebody comes and takes and shears even the wool off of them. And when they are alone, they drift every time. And many times they drift right over the cliff. Does that sound familiar, anyone? Jesus calls himself the great shepherd. We are called sheep because our need for him is paramount. Again, wherever you are today, whether you're online, watching at home, or you're here in this place, Jesus loves you. He came as the great shepherd. He came to shepherds to let us know that we are of value to him no matter where we find ourselves tonight. And he is here to care for us, to guard us, protect us, and lead us. So then what did the angel say to these shepherds? What do we need to know this night? It began with that common phrase, fear not. And man, all of us know as sheep or just as human beings, if you will, that fear is always just present at the door. What if this happens? What if that happens? What if this happens? Fear immobilizes us. And the scripture says this, that the perfect love of God casts out all fear. And I wanna say to many of you tonight, if you are making decisions out of fear, that is not God leading you. God leads us by faith and trust, not out of fear. So many times we have to eradicate the fear to get into the purpose and plan that God has for us. Just as the angel spoke to the shepherds, he had a great plan for them to be a part of the greatest story of all time, but they had to get rid of the fear to be able to trust even the angels that were speaking to them. Years ago, we were um, at a little water park and uh, our son, Caleb, he was probably six, seven years old. And there he is on the front row, no longer six or seven years old. And, uh, and he was terrified of the water slide. And I'm thinking, the water slide, come on, man. This is what every kid longs for. You know, we, we got tickets for this, we sacrificed. And he just was, wouldn't go up the water slide. So I said, okay, I'm going with you. We're gonna go together. And so he's clawing me like, oh, no, dad. And the, the other parents and people are looking around, what is this guy doing to this young man? You know, And I said, it's okay, it's okay. We're just trying to teach him how to overcome fear. No big deal, as he's clawing me. And um, so we get to the top and I said, we're just gonna go. And the guy was a little uncertain, you know, the teenager at the top of the slide trying to let these guys go down the slide or not. This kid's freaking out. And I said, it's okay. And I just took off. We just jumped on the deal and took off. And he's clawing me. And then we get, we get down into a long slide and he starts settling down everything else. We go into the deal, go under the water. I throw him up out of the water. And I'm thinking, oh no, what, 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 did I damage him for life? What's going on? And he jumped out of the water. Yeah, let's do it again, dad. <laughs> he went from fear to the joy of the adventure that we had for him. Man, I want you to get rid of your fear tonight. I'm gonna to pray at the end of our time and just ask God, God, would you take away the fear so that people can experience your love, your care, and your leadership for their life, which is good, always good. He speaks to the shepherds. He says, fear not, for I bring you good news of a great joy. The good news of Jesus, that Jesus has come to save the world from all of our sins. That not only was he born, but he would live a perfect life. He would become a sacrifice on the cross and through his death, burial, and resurrection and his ascension to the Father, he would make a way forever for you and me. This is the best news in the whole world. It's not just good news. It is the best news ever told. And every time I look at that, I renew my heart and my mind. As a believer, I've been a believer for a long time. Yes, Jesus, you are 
the bearer of the best news that I've ever that has ever been spoken of. Jesus, I receive your great grace again to wash over me and renew me. If you're anywhere in the sound of my voice and you've never given your life to Jesus, he has great news that you do not have to carry your burden of sin, but he will carry you. Good news of a great joy for all the people. Isn't that a great word? Not just for some of the people. You ever felt like God is for everybody but me? Or God's favor is for everybody but for me? Or Everybody seems to work it out but me. First of all, I want you to know that you're just like everybody else. Everybody is the but me person one time or another. But it says, good news, great joy for all the people, not just some of the people. If you're here tonight and you're in a place of complete rebellion against God and everybody else, this good news is for you. If you're in that mediocre place, I don't really, I feel kind of numb to God and whatever his purpose for my life. Can I just say that there's great news good news for you. If you're in that tender place tonight and you know your need and you're saying, man, God, I need a touch from you. I need to know who you are, or I need you to come and visit me in a certain place. This great news is for you because you see the good news isn't based on what you do. It's based on what he has done. His, he has come because he knew you couldn't get to him. He came to us. And he promised that he would pour grace on us. He looks on you with compassion. Most rebellious person in the room, he looks on you with compassion. The most passive person, the most tender person. The compassion of God is pure and right and can never be thwarted. His love is sure. And he's pursuing and looking at you right now by name. And he wants you to be free. Free in his love and free in his grace. They're speaking, the angels are speaking truly the good news of great joy for all the people. And then he says, peace on earth. The angels now all a big chorus. Peace on earth with whom God finds great pleasure, his creation. And sometimes that's a little hard because, you know, we don't see peace on earth everywhere we go. But he's not speaking simply of an external peace, though I believe that is God's desire in our homes, in our hearts, in our cities, in our nations. But what he's speaking to is you can have peace even in the middle of war. You can have peace even in the middle of challenge or or devastation or grief or loss. You can still have peace because he puts his peace within us by the Holy Spirit. And he's telling the angels, no matter what's going on in the world right now, no matter what Caesar Augustus and all these jokers are going to do, you can have peace in Jesus. He is the Prince of Peace. Peace on earth with men and women with whom he is pleased. That was always a hard one for me to think through. How's God pleased with me? Man, some days I do good, some days I do bad, but I I don't feel like someone would be pleased with my actions and attitudes sometimes. The way I liken it is this, God has pleasure in you as a person that he created for his glory. When we would raise our kiddos, of course, the uh, event of the day was bedtime. I shared some sweet little moments of Ralph stories and singing and all that. But actually the, the real victory moments when they were all asleep and Laura and I were, we made it another day, hallelujah right? That was kind of the victory moment. And we would get kind of, if we had any breath even to say, huh. And I would often go back in and just look at them, watch them sleeping. I just loved to look at my little ones. And even as they got older, just sneak in and take a little peek and they're at rest and just thank Jesus 
for my son, my daughter, no matter how tough a day it had been. If it had been a tough day and they were working through something, I would get down on my knees where they couldn't see me or hear me and pray until I felt a breakthrough of grace. And when they were doing great, of course, there'd be a big smile of gratitude and thankfulness. But whether they were doing difficult or whether they were doing great, there was just a gratitude that they were mine. The scripture says that God literally wove you together in your mother's womb because he wanted you. You're breathing and living and you're here tonight because you are of the highest value to him. He loves you. He cares for you. The angel said there would be peace on earth and whom God finds great pleasure. And then the last part of this, the story tonight is the angels, the, excuse me, the shepherd's response to the angel's declarations. It says this in verse 15. So they came in a hurry and found their way to Mary and Joseph and the baby as he lay in the manger. And when they had seen this, they made known the statement which had been told them about this child. And all who heard it wondered at the things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary treasured all these things, pondering them in her heart. The shepherds went back glorifying and praising God for all that they had heard and seen, just as they had been told. I love the Christmas carol, Mary, Did You Know? And here's how it goes. Mary, did you know that your baby boy would one day walk on water? Mary, did you know that your baby boy would save our sons and daughters? Did you know that your baby boy has come to make you and I new? Did you know that this child you delivered would soon deliver you? Isn't that beautiful? Mary didn't know the impact that Jesus would have, but she pondered in her heart. And even at the cross, she would see the beauty of it and the power of it. And we today are the recipients of the Christ child that was born, that became a man, that lived and died and rose again and sits at the right hand of Father praying for you and me that we would come to him. Hey, I want to share one last story with you. I woke up this morning with a dear friend on my heart. His name's Bill Adams. And um, Bill is such a beautiful picture of everything we talked about. His whole life that I've known him was just a carrier of good news. And Bill and I started together um, in the late 1980s, ministering to inner city kids here. And everywhere we went, Bill would share the gospel. He was just a bold witness for Jesus. He and his wife, Andrea, Andrea excuse me, would eventually go to Russia and they would spend many years there. And then he would come back and lead our sports ministries here. But about five years ago, Bill, um, uh, they diagnosed him with a neurological disease. And you could see it begin to affect a little bit of his memory, but mainly his speech which was so heartbreaking for Bill because Bill was a bold evangelist. Everywhere he went, he would share Jesus and and he still would do it. I mean, it may take him a while to get all the words out, but if people were willing to listen, he would stand and talk to ones and twos about Jesus and pray with them. Well, it got bad and so it was very difficult to hear him. And and Bill said, what am I gonna do to share the gospel? And he got a big smile on his face. He said, I got an idea, God gave me an idea. And he wrote, wrote on a piece of notebook paper his whole testimony. And he would go out running because he could still run and he would meet somebody and he would kind of say, hi, hi, Bill, Bill, Jesus. And and he would give him, hold him the hand on the paper. And I kid you not, for those who know Bill, almost every week we would hear a story of somebody giving their life to Jesus because Bill gave him a piece of paper. (laughs) He couldn't hardly talk, but God used him because of his heart and love for Jesus. 
Well, about two and a half years ago, um, Bill's mom went to be with the Lord. But before she did, Bill and their family were gathered around her bedside. She had lived to be 92, a beautiful lady, wonderful woman of God. And as they were there gathered around uh, the bedside, Bill was trying to tell the family something uh, that needed to happen. And um, eventually they figured that Bill's saying 23, 23. And his brother Charlie says, I think Bill's telling us we need to read Psalm 23. And Bill gets really excited. Yeah, when, he, when, he, when we, we could understand him, he'd get excited and he's shaking his head. Yeah, 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 that's what we need to do. And remember, they're gathered around the bedside because the doctor said, we don't know how much longer she's going to be here with us. This could be the day. And they're watching her heart rate go down and the little monitor go. And they read Psalm 23. And many of you are familiar with that psalm, that shepherd's psalm, God's heart for us. And said, the last part of it said, surely goodness and loving kindness will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever." And ever. And when his brother Charlie read that last bit, and you will dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever, the red line went on, the, the um, heart rate was gone, and his mom was with the Lord. Isn't that beautiful? The good shepherd, Jesus, that she had known most of her adult life, came through her son that could hardly talk to shepherd the family through a unique moment towards the goodness of God. I don't know where you are tonight in your own journey, but one of the special things that I want to do tonight, I think we've got a little QR code. Bill and his wife, Andrea, um, are in need, not just physically and emotionally, but they're in need financially. And I just had it on my heart and just to go for it, just to say, hey, if anybody wants to give, we're going to, tomorrow morning, Laura and I are going to go over and give them whatever comes in tonight. Every penny of it will go directly to them. On the QR code, you'll have a little thing come up, and it'll be Brenda Underwood. Brenda is a dear, dear friend, a member of our church. It's her Venmo because they don't have Venmo, and she every penny will go directly to them. And I just thought as a church family we could gather around the Adams tonight, as I know many of you have gathered around so many others. Uh, we have a little bucket out there at the information booth if you want to be a part of that. But let me end with this. I want to read Psalm 23 over each of you. And I know for some, it's a great night of rejoicing. There's so many good things to thank God for. Some of you, it's a night of grief or loss. Some of you may be in the same place that Bill and Andrea are right now, struggling with life and death and how to make ends meet. Many of you are watching online because you may not have been able to come tonight because of a sickness or a need. But I want to read Psalm 23 over us very slowly. And the great thing about this psalm is that whatever you need, you can just pick it up along the way and let God wash over you and over me. And then I want to pray for us. And we'll end with a song. If you just close your eyes and let the good shepherd, Jesus, wash over you and me. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He can restore your soul tonight. He will restore your soul. He guides me in the paths of righteousness for his namesake. And even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil for you are with me. 
your rod and your staff, they will comfort me. You prepare a table before me, even in the presence of my enemies. You've anointed my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and loving kindness will follow me all the days of my life. And I and we will dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. I want to pray for you right now. If you're here tonight and you don't know Jesus, I want to pray a simple prayer. You can pray it right with me and you will literally step from from death to life, from sin to freedom, from hopelessness to peace. If you're a believer, just could you pray right now for somebody who's far from God that you know God wants for his own. If you need Jesus, pray the simple prayer. Lord Jesus, just pray it with me. Lord Jesus, I need you. Tell him that you need him. Forgive me of my sins. We got to just come with our junk. We don't come with our perfection. Forgive me of my sins. I believe you died on the cross for me. I believe you rose from the dead. You're just confessing who he is. I believe you've made a way to the Father. Just pray it with me. I believe you've made a way to the Father just for me. And so I come. I come and I give my heart to you and I give my life to you. I am yours. Thank you, Jesus, for each one calling on your name. Now, for those dealing with fear, I've got two other prayers I want to pray. I'm going to pray for fear and for healing. Lord, I thank you that your perfect love casts out all fear. Wherever you are in the room tonight, could you just bring your fear to the Lord in your mind's eye? Just put it at the feet of Jesus, however you picture that. Lord, we give you our fear tonight. And we ask that your perfect love would come and calm every storm and calm every heart. I speak peace to every mind, every heart, every space of anxiety. I speak peace in the name of Jesus. Let fear be gone and let love and faith and hope come into every home and heart that's calling on your name right now. And if you are physical, have a physical need or you know that someone who does, Jesus not only died for our sins, but he bore our sicknesses on his body that we could pray in his name and ask that he would release grace for healing. So Lord, every person in the room who has need right now, Lord, we bring these needs to you and we say, Jesus, come and heal. Come and heal bodies. Lord, come and heal hearts. Come and heal feet and hands and eyes and ears and minds. Come, Lord, with your healing power as every needs being presented to you right now. Those watching online and those in the room, again, feel free to reach out to a friend or a neighbor next to you if you know they have a need right now. We pray. Jesus, would you come and be our all in all? So this night, Lord, hear our prayers and move. And thank you that you are moving for the humble and the lowly and for anyone who calls on your name. Thank you, Jesus, for this Christmas 2023 that you have come and you are coming as we call on your name. Amen. We're going to sing one more song. As we do, you stand together, get that little light. I know many of you kids and kids at heart have been playing with that light the whole time. Now it's ready. It's time. And we have this light to again proclaim that Jesus is the light of the world.
We proclaim that of the world as we lift it up. We proclaim it over the issues of our heart and our lives. Jesus, you are worthy. You are able. So as we sing, lift that light to the Lord as your act of faith to honor the worthy one as we sing together.